Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I'm Sonia Green from soniagreencoaching.com. And I am Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. Today, we are here to talk about personal or self-awareness. Favorite topic. Yeah. Well, let's talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we decided to go with this because we, we get a lot of questions. You know, I think personal awareness is something everybody who's into self-development, they want to cultivate self-awareness. Um, but it seems like one of those, you know, intangible things, what is it? How do I get it? How do I get better at it? So just spend some time with us today and we're going to clear up all those questions for you, right? There we go. That's, that is our objective to be, to be clear and helpful. So let's start with just what is awareness? Mm-hmm. And Judith, you are really very good. I mean, when I think of awareness, I do, I do think of you because I think you are very tuned in. Mm-hmm. So tell us your definition of, of awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess the synthesized version, like it's the ability to be present in the moment with your thoughts and aware of the thinking patterns that you have Mm -hmm. and um, just to be the observer of your thinking. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really, I mean, it's no more than that. Mm -hmm. So many people go through their lives under the impression that, that they are what they're thinking. Like everything just moves forward. Everything happens to them. And we're just on this, you know, I think about it, you know, those belts at the airport that move you along. Yeah. 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 I think about it like that. Uh, I am just on this trajectory. I can't get off, you know, I can't, really, you know, sometimes I might change things by this decision or that decision, but they don't realize that they can really observe and take part in what's happening. They think they're just on this moving, the moving sidewalk. That's what it's called. The moving, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But really we have the ability to pull back from that mm-hmm. and watch that person on the moving sidewalk question her if we choose and certainly we don't have to believe her right 100% we're going to want to (laughs) (laughs) it's optional Sonia as you were so aptly reminding me (laughs) that once we have awareness yeah everything is all of those all of our thoughts are optional Mm -hmm. and then you also have the power of choice yes when you have awareness, you have the power of choice. Yeah. I think we, I think we touched on that on last podcast. Yeah. That, that is feeling a little familiar. So I think, I think we did too. Um, one of, you know, as, as we were reading, one of the things that, um, or preparing one of the things that really jumped out to me is, um, awareness happens when we are ready to heal. Hmm. That's so 
Yeah, I thought so too. And, you know, I think about there's so many times when we want somebody in our life to change, we want them to, you know, why can't, why can't I just shake her out of this? You know, why can't she just wake up? Have you ever heard somebody say, you know, to wake up, to come into the moment and the, this, this person was saying that, you know, you have to be ready to heal. You are never going to reach a state of awareness until you're ready. Hmm. You know, this, when we were pre-gaming, this makes me think of my childhood ride, the car, the car ride I was telling you about where, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mom was not always, my mom was not a happy, my mom had some circumstances in her life that dictated a lot of her emotions. Mm-hmm. And um, I can remember being very aware of that as a child and this particular car ride where I would have probably been around the age of seven or eight riding in the back of a station wagon and having like seeing the world literally in reverse. This is back in the day when you could sit in that back seat, right? And, and the seat, out the, the back. Right. The seat actually faced out the back in this station wagon, right? You got yeah. in the back and it looked out the back. Yeah. You have to be a person of a certain age to remember that. Right. But yes, I remember those. Right. This would be like 75, 77, somewhere yeah. around here. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but having this awareness and the ability to see things in a different perspective and thinking how different the world looked from that car seat ride and the desire and like having these conversations with myself in the moment. And I know it's because I wanted my mom to heal. (laughs) I wanted my mom to be, to be happy. Yeah. And we were also talking about, you know, like this childhood, like a lot of time we had for introspection. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, awareness it, it happens at, at different times for different people. But I think I was an only child. You were a youngest child with, with um, siblings. Older. Yeah. And so we were presented with a lot of alone time, mm-hmm. which I think allowed us to, to spend a lot of time um, in our heads, but also aware of what was going on around us. And I, I grew up on a farm. You grew up around animals. And, and I think, I think that definitely contributes to a sense of awareness as a child, mm-hmm. because you are in the present moment. If one of them uh, is sick or needs something or just, you know, animals live in the present moment. That's all that they have. And so being there with them, I think gives you an awareness, makes you kind of grounds you. Well, I was going to, I'm going to go with the word grounding because it's, there's that relationship, that trusting relationship you have with animals. Yes. Desire for their well being. Yes. Be present for their, their suffering, which which is, I have another, I have all kinds of stories. I, I used to uh, chase the cats around and (laughs) get the birds and the squirrels and the mice out of their mouths and try to save those animals. The ones that in the cats 
mouth, but the desire to, um, to heal. Yes. And save and yeah. to be present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, that ultimately you do have to be ready personally mm-hmm. to heal. And so we can't create awareness for someone else, no matter how much we want to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a personal journey kind of thing. For sure. For sure. And, and um, it's, it's a, it's such a valuable tool to have in your belt mm-hmm. as you um, are presented with moments throughout life where, um, you know, people could be saying things or in social situations, it's a superpower. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. How do you use it in, let's say in an uncomfortable social situation? (laughs) Well, you know, if you can get into your head and thoughts and become the observer and you can see the moment and zoom out and see how in the moment it's, it's just a moment, like nothing's going wrong. You're just sitting in a chair. You're sitting with a group of people, very aware of your nervousness. And then I like to think I can remember telling my friends, even as at least a middle schooler, like, I just know, I've realized that everyone's just as worried as I am. Mm. So it's my superpower to know, to like lean into that and like use it to my advantage. Like yeah. thinking about them, not going to be helpful for me. Yeah. Or it could be very helpful. Yeah. Well, I think another important thing to bring up um, right now is to talk about how awareness happens on a spectrum. So many times we can be aware in some situations and not aware in others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess telling my own story, I, I could be very aware when I was alone, when I was introspective, I remember lots of car rides. I didn't have a, a station wagon cause I was an only child, but sitting in that back seat, I remember, especially, um, at night, just watching the stars, you know, and being very aware of mm-hmm. where I was in the world, but I could, in a social situation, I lost that awareness because Mm -hmm. I was very self-conscious. And, you know, I think I've told my story with imposter syndrome before. I did not realize that everybody else felt the way I felt until later in, Mm -hmm. in my life, until I was made aware Mm -hmm. (laughs) of that. Mm -hmm. So it does happen on a spectrum. I would chime in with when I am in my anxious brain Mm -hmm. with anxiety, um, I could, I can, or the habit brain, right. When I'm, when I'm so like in an emotional state, clearly I lose awareness on some areas. However, this past time, when I worked through anxiety on a thought level basis and was able to zoom out, like I was uh, able to allow it to be in my body and still function at a high capacity and have awareness for others. But uh, like just yesterday I had, my emotional moments with myself some thoughts and feelings. And I wanted to tell my story my way (laughs) and, and be in it and not see, but I almost think Sonia was almost 
that might've even been what was hard about my pity party was that I knew there was no point. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to go there. That's right. No, it's, it's true. And I mean, I, I think it's important to talk about that because people, people want to think that, that our lives are linear. That's what we want. We want it, you know, I've achieved this level. So now I can only go forward. And it's not true. We are on that spectrum all the time. We are sliding back and forth, depending on the situation, depending on our thoughts about the situation. We're constantly sliding back and forth, but there is a point in awareness (laughs) when it's not fun because you're always calling yourself on it. (laughs) Very frustrating. Beware. What I said, it could be very frustrating. Yes, mm-hmm. but um, I want I want to talk about why too. We slide back and forth. It it is you you mentioned the habit brain. Mm-hmm. It's because we have so much of our lives on our habit brain by design, folks. Mm-hmm. This is not a if if you are a perfectionist out there trying to to break the cycle, I just want to point out to you that this is by design. Our habit brain is what keeps us moving forward physically. Um, but we get things on lock and our lower brain takes over. So awareness is always happening in our prefrontal cortex. It's always, that higher brain, our lower brain is there trying to keep us safe. And sometimes unawareness, ignorance is bliss, right? That's, that's where, you know, that's what I think about is, is that comment. I um, caught a Tara Brock video. So for those Mm -hmm. of you who are listening to this, you're not going to be able to see what I'm doing, but, and so Tara was, or Tara, however you say her name, she, she held her hand up to the side and she basically said, you know, this is our brainstem Mm -hmm. and this, this is our limbic system right here, the pinky curled. And then she shows, you know, our prefrontal cortex is this part right here when it curls over. And so we live in the habit brain and it runs on a loop Mm -hmm. right down here. And so uh, it's getting lost in translation, but uh, that to there are fibers like it's it's of necessity of practice that we dip into our conscious thinking to create those yes. new thought pathways to override yes. the habit brain. And like it was just a really good diet thinking of it as your hand and like that's yeah. from the, a top down because we we operate from the bottom up with the habit brain, but then we have a top down with the conscious brain. And that has to be built. It has to be trained. It has, you know, we control those pathways and how much we develop them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it, but Mm -hmm. I just had a funny thought too. So when my daughter daughter was born, (laughs) you know, we've talked on this podcast, right? So I'd had several miscarriages and really had an affection for one of my doctors. He was just always so kind and so helpful. Um, so he was not the one that delivered my daughter. Uh, another doctor did. And, um, 
which I could actually tie this into awareness if we wanted to, he, he, the doctor who delivered my daughter was, um, was one had the first misfortune of telling me that we had lost the baby. Mm-hmm. And I remember being very mad at him because he just blurted it out, right? He just kind of just blurted it out. And then my husband's um, cousin worked for the practice. And she told me that this particular doctor had her, had a stuttering problem. I'd never met him before. So I can remember feeling right. Like I was felt bad for me and I felt bad for him. Like he had to tell me this news. Like nobody wants to tell anyone this news. Right. And then throw in his own speech impediment. Mm -hmm. So um, where I'm going with this is that doctor delivered my baby. Like, and I got to choose, I had preeclampsia and I got to choose. They're like, you can have this baby tomorrow, but it would be Dr. So-and-so right? or the next one. And you could get the doctor of your choice. I was done. I was like, Dr. The one who, what I didn't care for actually yeah. got to deliver my baby. Um, but when I showed my baby to the doctor that I so dearly love, Dr. Quayar, um, his first reaction was he spread his fingers like this, like this. And he went right to her head and he said, my, look at that cranial capacity. Right. So I'm thinking about these, you know, prefrontal cortexes, these large brains that we're born with Uh all this matter in there that is up to us to, to train how to use that brain. Yes. I I love that capacity. (laughs) I mean, if something has a capacity, it doesn't mean that it already has that, whatever Mm -hmm. it has Mm -hmm. the potential. Right. And we all have that beautiful potential when we're ready to heal to create awareness for ourselves. Thank you for tying that in for me. I knew I had a reason to tell this story. I I love that. I love that, you know, because we, we do all have that capacity. And so, um, so let's talk about some, some other benefits Mm -hmm. of, of having it. Um, what, what do you find beneficial about your awareness? Because we've talked a lot about how we get aggravated when we start realizing, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I can't have that. That's just a thought. I mean, I can Uh, have it, but I'm doing it to myself. (laughs) But I mean, it's all beneficial. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it is. In, in relationships and self-acceptance in um, self-confidence, you know, self-confidence. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess, you know, you could almost think when it's just such a gift to be, to be present with yourself and to be able to be, to be the observer of your thinking. Yeah. And I think, I think that is, I am most aware of that when I am with someone who has no or very little awareness. Yeah. Which is when we're oftentimes when we're working with clients, particularly um, I find myself when I work with clients who have uh, older parents Mm -hmm. and clients who are doing thought work and like, you know, like to drop the mic and say, but yes, they don't have the gift of thought work and you do. Right. And like, that's always just kind of a moment for them when someone's new to learning thought work, Mm -hmm. realizing that other people don't have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was coaching somebody 
um, just just the other day on um, on a parent and uh, who had recently passed away, and you know, talking about even in the story you're telling me, you're telling me two stories. There's one with this way that you've been telling it, which is, you know, the parent being very controlling and, and me not having much power in the situation. And another story where actually the parent, you know, listened to the, what you decided to tell and still you had a loving relationship until that parent passed, you know, there's two stories here and Mm -hmm. your awareness is what helps you decide which story you're going to elevate in your mind. Ooh, yes. So that, yeah, I think, I think awareness also is, um, a big part of empathy. And I didn't read this really. I no, I kept looking for somebody to talk about empathy and nobody talked about it a lot, but I think awareness, you know, going back to what you and I were saying about in our youth um, mm-hmm. with our love of animals. I was going to say empathy too, but I thought, no, don't go there. Don't. Yeah. Because it's not mentioned, but I think awareness is a huge part of an empathetic life. It, it's, and I mean, we could even like, it could be a developed skill yes. right? because yes. we are animals. I mean, I, I've had this conversation with other people and, and I, it feels, you know, there's that, you know, are you an empath and all this, like, what does all that mean? And you can really get into that deep, mm-hmm. but I like this, this line of thinking that it was developed because of our love of animals, because they were all the things that, um, the empathic skill was just more attuned and developed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about how to create more of it. If you are new to thought work, if you are, maybe you're not new to thought work, but you're just trying to, to create more awareness. You're trying to move yourself further along on that spectrum. What are some ways that we can create more awareness in our lives? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one of the first things I do with, particularly with clients. Now I don't do this so much with myself because I find myself checking in with myself often mm-hmm. uh, more just out of ha- It's just a habit. It's just where I'm at, which but is I, one of the ways, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> checking in with yourself yeah. and having, having your thoughts be with your feet. If you are, if your brain is into next week, you are not practicing awareness. Yeah. You are, you are, you are well gone, but is to, I will have clients just take a spiral, a piece of paper and check in with themselves once an hour. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Because they oftentimes will have no clue what they're thinking or feeling. Yeah. hmm yeah. And just, just to take a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll tell people to set a timer sometimes mm-hmm. and whatever is happening at that moment, you just stop yeah. and check in. Mm-hmm. Did that check under the hood? Um, yeah, I, it is easy to put our lives on autopilot. Mm-hmm. That's what the habit brain is for. I mean, that's, yeah. That's its job. And so stopping and checking in that way, I think is critical. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, the more I am reading, a lot of my reading right now is around um, trauma and it just, I, I think a lot of awareness has to do with breathing too. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so just taking a minute during your day to stop and practice taking some deep breaths in and out mm-hmm. and trying to clear your mind. Sonia, I totally agree with this in my readings on trauma. And of course with mindfulness, if, if we are not in our bodies, right? If we are not living in our body by breathing and having awareness of our breathing, then we are lost in our thoughts. We're in the ego brain. We're in the, we're in the habit brain. We're somewhere else. So I totally, it brings you back to center to self. Yeah. 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 And it's not about, um, you mentioned, you know, bringing our brains where our feet are. It's, it's not about thought. It's about being in your body. And that's where it gets a little, you know, some people are like, what, what? But we, I think so many of us in in our culture today, we're so much happier to just stay in our head. Mm -hmm. And so forcing yourself to even think about what it feels like to take deep breaths. And I'll tell you one of my favorite exercises um, for doing this is, and I found this in the meditation several years ago, and I just really enjoy it where you, you put your hands out just to your side with your palms up and you take a deep breath and you, you imagine yourself breathing into your right hand and Mm -hmm. exhaling through your left hand. Oh, that's cool. And then you can switch it up, you know, but I don't know why, but that is a very calming centering exercise for me. So I'll just do maybe five deep breaths you know, I'll inhale and hold for maybe three seconds and then exhale and imagine that moving through my palms, like through my shoulders and it relaxes me and it gets me back to center. I like the, um, I like that a lot. And I, I think like even on a more simple level, like I think of like in the shower, how often do we shower Mm -hmm. and we don't think about how we notice the water. Is it too hot or too cold? But noticing the sensation of water running across my arm Uh or, you know, of when we're washing dishes of the process of washing, like it's like slowing down our thoughts to be right there in that moment and being, being present with the warm water, the suds, the shampoo, whatever it is. Um, and, and enjoying the moment for yeah and think of that as a self-care moment you know we're always talking about all of these different ways to achieve self-care bringing yourself back to the moment thinking about water on your body that I love that because what a way to relax and be into that moment that's Mm -hmm. that's what self-care is Mm-hmm. So giving yourself a minute, I'll tell you that I've, I've always said I do my best thinking in the shower. Mm-hmm. So I am very like, I, I'm the person who doesn't know if she's washed her hair or not, right. because I'm so in my head in the shower. Mm-hmm. But you know, 
it's like, it's, it's that mindfulness is, it is like meditating, meditating yeah. in the shower, because that's what meditation is. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm going to, I'm going to give the big reveal, but meditation is controlling your thoughts. Yes. <laughs> I never that's all knew it that. is. Yes. <laughs> but if you can control your thoughts in the shower while you're washing the dishes, while you're writing a, on a piece of paper, that is meditating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very awareness in in a moment like that is a very sensual experience Mm -hmm. in the truest sense of the word. I don't, people confuse sensual and sexual. That is not, I am not in any way. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a sense full of your senses experience. You cannot be aware, um, of yourself, of the water on your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're in your, if you're in that ego brain, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just thinking even like when, when I was running, um, oftentimes I would be in my body and aware of like thinking my feeling my foot strike the ground and how uh-huh. my muscles were reacting and in, in the breathing, like it's very, um, And, and just as easily I could just slip away into the music and find myself miles down the road. Yeah. But, um, but being in the moment is that's where the money is and period, because that's all we have. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the other thing, um, I think it's, it's one of the, the last things that I have as far as, uh, tips for, for creating more awareness is try to get a different perspective on, on your life in general. And I think that's what we've been talking about with our early experiences with animals. Mm. You know, we, we had a different perspective. We had a different idea of what their life was like. It wasn't all centered around me. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, how, how can I best take care of, of these birds or squirrels or my chickens or dogs? Um, but also a different perspective of different people, you know, we, we tend to assume that everybody thinks and exists the way we do. So how can you go out and try to get somebody else's perspective on an issue before you, you know, at least have some, some thoughts about that. Um, I think is important for awareness. Mm-hmm. So like that ability to drop perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, to drop my own and realize that right. it's not the only one out there. What, what might somebody else be thinking about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even that simple question in the moment, asking yourself, mm-hmm. like, what could this person be um, thinking and feeling in this moment or imagining yeah. what they could be thinking and feeling? Yeah. Which Absolutely. Also, like it feels like compassion. Yes. It feels like, um, being intentional and purposeful. Mm-hmm. It feels like, um, it feels like a really good life, like, like <laughs> an ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we miss a lot when we just stay in our brains. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do, mm-hmm. but we miss a lot of the real beauty mm-hmm. of 
the gifts we've been given if if we if we don't start cultivating that awareness. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about journaling. Oh wow! How did we not talk about I journaling? Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, Preach. there's as a way to cultivate self awareness. Of course, is to journal and um, and find your thoughts. If you can't catch them in your brain or you are looking to find answers into what's going on in your life when you journal and just let like brain dump, just dump it on that paper, you will see what you're thinking and then you can do the work. If you don't know what you're thinking, you're going, you're not going to know how to change your thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, people always ask me, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Am I doing this right? There is no right or wrong way to do it, but it is important that you write. So Mm -hmm. I tell students this, I tell my clients this, if you can't think about what to write, you write whatever that, that thought is moving through your brain at this moment. Mm -hmm. And you keep going with that thought, you know, even if it's just, I don't know what I'm going to write about today. This seems like such a stupid exercise. Eventually you will write yourself into a present thought Mm -hmm. and just go with that. If you will just keep writing, get out of your brain, get onto the paper. That's an aware. That's a huge awareness. Yes, you're right. I don't know how we forgot to bring that one. We both preach it all the time, but it's, it's almost, it's almost amazing how, how you will go into a thought without even realizing it'll start coming out on that paper. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Hmm. I can't think of anything. It's all good. All right. Well, Where, where can you practice awareness today? Yeah. Where can you carve out a few minutes and sit and feel your butt in the chair and your feet on the floor. Take a deep breath in through the left hand and let it out let it right. exhale through the right hand. Check in and see what you're thinking and feeling. Like it can be that simple. Yeah. On on a moment by moment at any time. It's a yeah. Yeah. And it- when you were talking about, you know, failing your butt in a chair, Martha Beck talks about how when we are getting into integrity with ourselves, it all comes down to telling the truth. And we, you know, if somebody says, is that chair comfortable? You're like, oh yeah, it's fine. Because we never even feel it. Right. So challenge yourself as you're sitting today is, am I comfortable? Or am I just doing what I, am I just in a familiar place? Mm. What does it feel like sitting here? Is this chair high enough? Is it low enough? Is it too hard? I mean, you know, do the Goldilocks (laughs) too soft and just become really aware of what it feels like to be in your body at that moment and be totally truthful with yourself about it. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of, I was thinking of the, um, Victor Frankel's quote, man's search for meeting author, Mm -hmm. um, where he says, I'm not going to get the whole thing, but basically, you know, we can have a lot of things happen in the world, but we always, 
I'll always have the ability to control between stimulus and response is our ability to control our thinking and who we want to be. Yes. Yes. And that's what we're talking about. That sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Stimulus and response. So if you are looking for a coach to help you create more awareness in your life, (laughs) you can find me at sonyagreencoaching.com. I would be happy to, to talk about awareness, your awareness journey, or whatever journey you're on right now, trying to, to work with you Mm -hmm. and Judith. And well, if you would like to work with me, I am over at the no BS weight loss program. Um, I would be more than happy to work with you on weight loss or, and the things that come up on your journey that, um, which, you know, fun fact might get in your way to reaching your weight loss goals. So, um, OBS weight loss program, it's where you would find me. And if you enjoy this podcast as much as we do, if that's even possible, (laughs) we get the joy of, of talking to each other about all these amazing topics every week. But if you could please give us a five star review, we would be so appreciative. (laughs) And wait a minute, why do we need that five star? Yeah, because that helps people find us. Yes. We are um we are growing, we are getting more popular, but if you aren't reviewing us, then we're not moving up in the search engine process and the algorithms that that happen. I don't know how all that works, but I do know that reviews are what keep us bumping up, moving up on the list. So please give us one of those reviews. It only takes a minute and we would appreciate it. And so would our future listeners. Sounds good, Tanya. All right. We'll see you again next week. Bye.